Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host, James, and I am joined by Matt. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. It is a fine Monday evening. I'm very good on this very fine Monday evening. How are you doing on this very fine Monday evening? <laughs> I'm still <laughs> pleased with myself that I can do the Deli Alley celebration. Fair enough. I can you do it? it? Don't lie to me. You have tried it. I've tried it. Everyone, I'm... everyone's tried. Well, you do know now. You've said that you need to upload a video of yourself onto Twitter of you doing it. I will. I'll okay. happily do that. Like a tutorial. This is how you do it. I'll, I'll show people step how by you step, do it. Break it down. Overanalyze every single point. It's like this is how we get to this point. Now you move the, the index foot. finger now, yes. this way. <laughs> And you push your thumb this way, then you flick your wrist, and it looks like this. <laughs> I love the picture um, Musa Dembele uploaded. That was quality, <laughs> where he's got the the. Uh, oh circle yeah, I've, I've, just, I've just clicked on to what it was, I was like. <laughs> yeah, he literally had. He can't do it at all, so he's just got a bit of paper on top of it with fingers. Yeah, I've seen that's yeah. quite funny. It's it's great that's seeing how funny. confused people are by it. It's like baffled the football world. No, I've known I know some some of my mates have been able to do it straight off the bat and some of them just cannot do it. Yeah. So it's it's good. <laughs> it's fun. If you can um, do it it's good. <laughs> yes. Um a couple of weeks back we spoke about um all or nothing Manchester City that was due to come out on Amazon Prime. It is now out, and it is, yes, on Amazon Prime. (laughs) We are not sponsored by Amazon, just throwing that one out there. (laughs) Um, Yes. But have you watched it? I think I've just uh, watched the episode before the the finale, the last one. I think that's where I'm up to. I think it said that the next episode is the last in the series. Yeah, I've I've watched all eight of them. Um, Okay, what did I I say on the last episode? I'm just trying to think how far I am. Ooh. United you got have... past the bit where they've, sorry. they've been knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah, Liverpool just beat. I think that's the last one I've watched. Yeah, yeah. I think that's episode seven. I think where yeah, they're getting. I have watched out. that. Definitely watched that one. But um, it is a very good watch, whether you're a Man City fan or not. Just for the sort of neutral in that aspect, it's a very good um insight to how they do it. Who knew Pep Guardiola swore so much? He's good, isn't it? Like seeing bro, all that. Nah, I'm really enjoying it. To be truthful, it's just like they pay tributes to a lot of things. Like the the whole commotion. We didn't really cover it that much, but the whole commotion with David Silva's um, son who was born yeah. premature. Yeah, um, how supporting it was of all that. Um, players such as Delph being moved positions, Sterling getting that one on one tutoring, yeah. Kyle Walker. New signing coming into it and getting that little bit of tutoring. It's really good to see how he works with all the players and how he deals with the the problems that they come across, like all those injury issues that they had yeah. and the commotion where he only named so many substitutes. Yeah, um, I remember us talking like about that. To be fair, yeah, yeah, we did. I do remember yeah. talking about that because I was just saying why he just put a kid on the bench. So I do remember yeah. that point. It was just it was really good. Obviously, you got to. See Benjamin Mendy coming back into the first team from his injury. He's such a laugh, isn't he? Pep Guardiola Guardiol <laughs> saying that he didn't want Virgil van Dijk, but it shows Khalid Mahmoud or whatever he's called 
physically saying that Van Dyke wasn't interested, but it was too much money. Then obviously they yeah. went out and bought Emmerich Laporte. It was just it was really interesting. It was just a great insight to see how the best manager in the world goes about his business and how he does it all. Yeah. And how he is with the younger ones as well, because it's especially players like Vincent Company. He yeah. goes about a bit, doesn't he? And does a bit with the the younger side yeah. of the team and stuff. Like it, it helps in training sessions. He has little tutor sessions with him. It's really good. Um, it just shows how good of a captain company is as well. He'll it's he'll be a manager, like, won't he? He's, he's, he's the type. He's, he's got it. He's got to be a manager. Yeah. Like you, you just you just see a different side to all the players. Like it's it's good to watch. Yeah, Fabian Delft t- gobs off a lot, talks a lot as well. I was like, you're probably he's the worst ball. player in that whole squad. He's proper like, I'm not, that's probably a bit harsh. He's probably not the worst player in that squad, but yeah, but yeah, but it's, it's, the ego it's good. And the it's good to have that, in that team because he was proper like not backchatting Guardiola, but it was just like because I was saying that sometimes when City start to lose, they just stop running. There's this, that, and the other, and there was just, I just it was. Surprised it was Fabian Delph coming out with all yeah, that stuff, but you wouldn't think he's that sort of player. Like the voice that he's actually got in that dressing room. Like, yeah, he's not a, a first team starter. He was in that scenario when he was put into left back, but um, he's actually got a real voice, and the stuff that he's saying is spot on. Because yeah, he is arguing back with Pep Guardiola, but he's saying we're losing the basics of football, and yeah. we just need to do the basics. Yeah, for someone of that stature to stand up and to say that. It takes a lot because, say, for example, if it were Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne, or company standing up saying it, fair enough, they're big, big names in that team. But for someone like Fabian Delft to step up and say it just shows how much confidence is flowing around that team because it feels like he can stand up and say how he feels. I think one of the main things come from out from this documentary is just how close City are as a close knit group. Like they seem to be like a real family. Like all the players seem to be really family. Yeah, the kit man, everyone, the staff just seem to be so real togetherness in that team, and it just shows yeah. from the pitch. It just shows everywhere that if they keep this set of players and pep, and obviously improving it in the right way, they're going to be a force for quite a while, I think. Yeah, I like what you said just, about Bernardo Silva as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've got that, but yeah, I can't remember which episode it in. Um, okay. it, basically, it basically says about Bernardo Silva as long as he's fit and and like here at Man City, he's not leaving me. I'll keep him and I'll do everything I can to keep hold of him because of the yeah. talent that he has. Good play, Bernardo Silva. But it's just yeah. it's just a great watch. Everything yeah, about it. it really is. I highly recommend it. Highly. Yeah. Um, but whilst we're on all this Man City talk, we best go over and see how they got on against Huddersfield. But there's only one real thing that can describe this game and it is simply this. It was on fire again, really, wasn't it? <laughs> it was top draw. He's so good. I like um, you hear the post-match com- um, interview as well from Pep Guardiola just saying that Aguero seems to have come back after this summer, like even better than what he was. He's, he's yeah. just on about his qualities as more of a team player, just running about, passing it, laying it off, rather than just trying to be an out-and-out poacher. He seems to be doing yeah. an awful lot more with his game, which is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. So, um, we said last week that City weren't at their best, but oh my god, they certainly turned up this week. Um, Aguero yeah. grabbed his thirteenth hat trick in the Premier League for Man City. I believe he's only a few off Alan Shearer now, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting there for that record. Uh, first goal was a lovely little chip over the keeper, but the pass from Edison 
absolutely tears Huddersfield. I don't know what they were even doing. Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't remember which defender it was, which is a bit annoying right now. I can't think who it was, but I don't think he realises that you can't be offside off a goal kick. Yeah, it's not just that. He's left on his own to mark yeah. Aguero. Like, you, when Aguero's firing on form like he is, you certainly don't leave him one-on-one with a defender. Uh, you, you double up on him. It was, a, it was a weird scenario. It was just... I don't know what Huddersfield are doing, to be truthful. They just let, seem to just let it happen. He's just, and obviously... Um, Guerra went through. I think his Huddersfield keeper's Ben Hamer. I can't remember. If it is. He used to play for Carla, by the way. But he came out. <laughs> but I don't know why. Some defenders then did get back and he came out, which I don't think he really necessarily needed because it just allowed Guerra the chance to lift it over him, which he did brilliantly, yeah, by the way. It was really awkward, wasn't it? The fact that he came out and then. Um... He second-guessed himself, didn't he? He went to go back. Yeah, and rule number one as a keeper, as soon as you commit, you, you keep going. Because otherwise you can leave yeah. yourself in absolute no-man's land. Exactly. Exactly, and that's what happened. Chipped it over, open scoring, which was goal number one. The second goal was a spill from the keeper, and it was just pretty much great poaching from Aguero yeah. himself. Um, well, To just tap it home, really. Ben Hamer definitely did not learn that at Carlisle. But um, <laughs> to be fair, he probably did. But um, it just shows Aguero's predator, like predatorial instincts, predatorial, Ooh. predator, predator. Yeah, no, I don't know why. I don't know where I've got predatorial from. <laughs> We're just gonna go that's, anyway. Keep that could be going. my word of the day. That's my mission. Predatorial, predator- predatorial <laughs> instincts, just to be alert to Ben Hamer potentially fluffing it up, and. He- Guerra did brilliantly, though, just to be able to knock his, his awareness. Yeah, he, he reacts with quicker than anyone else. He reacts quicker than any Huddersfield defender realizing that Hayden was messed up. He's just switched on and just buries it. Yeah. So always about being a striker. Those reactions, yeah, instincts, yeah, absolutely. Um, Predatorial instincts. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> the third goal that he got, he worked very hard to get. He had the mm. effort where he hit the post. He had a couple of others there, here and there. Um, but it finally fell for him in the 75th minute when Benjamin Mendy whipped the ball into his path and he just sort of turns and deflects it into the back of the net. Yeah, it was kind of like a flick finish, but it wasn't as clean as a flick finish, if you know what <laughs> I mean. Bounced off his... Um, so he bounced off the back of his leg or something. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird connection, but I'm pretty sure he's trying to flick it in. But when you're that good, you've got the look on that side. These sort of things just happen. It just went in. So exactly taking that ben, away from Benjamin Mendy had a quality game. He's a quality player, and he adds so much to City being fit. Obviously, last season they're trying with Delph Zinchenko, and that it's just he gives them natural balance. Yeah, and because like, I think was it last week we were on about his heat map. Yeah, being top, the opposition's he, corner flag and the edge of the box with the two most. He is top left back, like extremely yeah. good left back. Like before he got to City, obviously he was at Monaco, and people knew bits and pieces, but he's really shown his quality in why City bought him now. Yeah, really, it's really up there. He could, I, I couldn't name a left back in the league that I think I'd rather have in that starting lineup. You know, like if I was to pick like a Premiership dream team. Yeah. I think Mendy would be would be my left back. The only one I can think instantly that comes to mind that attacks so much is either Robertson or Alonso. Oh, Alonso was that? Do you think Alonso played really well for Chelsea? But no, I don't. Yeah. Mendy, personally. Yeah. Mendy all the way, younger yeah. and uh, 
like I'm a not really massive fan of him. I just love his personality as well. He's just really yeah. Well, you you see that guy. in the, the his Twitter and the documentary, of course. Um, it took City just twenty five minutes to open the scoring, so it was one nil at that point. But then twenty feet three minutes after scoring, it was four one. It was just incredible to watch. Twenty three minutes, as you put it, it did. Twenty three. Twenty three. Not including <laughs> half time, obviously. But that, that's just my predatorial instinct, that man. <laughs> Twenty three and predatorial. That is the word of the words of today, I should say. But but yeah, when you've got players like Aguero, <laughs> Jesus, and obviously we'll probably come on to David Silva's free kick. You, you, especially oh. when you play in the team, no disrespect to Huddersfield, they're not in the same league at all. City quality wise, obviously not both in the Premiership, yeah, but you know what I mean. They're gonna struggle Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mendy again build up down that left hand flank to um, help Jesus grab his goal when he took it yeah. home. And Mendy was unlucky really because it fell for him to take the shot. But yeah. the Huddersfield defender just managed to tap it away from him, but yeah. then it fell back to Jesus who just took it home. Just a natural goal scorer, poacher, sort of striker, Gabriel Jesus. He just showed it here. Yeah, good hopefully, finish as well. Hopefully, he'll prove me right on my young player of the season prediction. So, well, he's going the right way about it, exactly. getting himself some goals. I think fair. My prediction was Huddersfield to go down and yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as I rate Wagner and what he's done yeah, for Huddersfield. I, I really rate David Wagner. I think he'll get it. To be fair, if Huddersfield went down, I think they would keep hold of him anyways. And if he was to yeah. leave, he'd pick up the club. He's he club. is a hero for Huddersfield, yeah. the stuff that he's done for that club. So I think he'll stick with them. It was a miracle that they stayed up last season, to be honest. So yeah, good essentially. Job. Well, the target was to stay up and he achieved that. Exactly. I imagine it'll be the same this season. But the um, thing is, though, a lot of teams that come up do just tend to come up with the momentum of what they're doing in the Champions. Yeah, They're now on a path of this just survived in the Premiership last season. So it's yeah, that really... Mm. Uh, Stankovic did grab a consolation goal for Huddersfield, but it didn't really change the game that much. It had already swung City's way by this yeah. point. Debut goal, I think it was for him, to be fair. Um, it was, yeah. He had a Debut chance goal. earlier in the game to score, but he kind of put it high and wide. I think that was Huddersfield's yeah. chance, because I remember Huddersfield um, ironically celebrating that they had a chance, and I think it was him that took it. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't get many chances, did they? Well, the way um, City play, the End up about seventy five percent possession and just seven. It was about seven. Was about seven million completed passes. And... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, as you touched on before, David Silva and his brilliant free kick. Who needs Kevin De Bruyne? Uh, obviously, this game he had he had his old family because I think it was the first time that um, his wife probably been at the game. Obviously, with the issue of his kid Mateo, yeah. who was the mascot. Well, one of the mascots with David Silva. Yeah, he was holding shape, him, wasn't uh, it? Handshake and stuff like that. So I think David Silva yeah. would have been in cloud nine before this match, let alone during it. So he was always going to do something special in this game, I think. I think it's written in the yeah, stars. Yeah, it's like written in the yeah. stars. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a great run from Sane, uh, his shot was saved, but then it bounced off the keeper. And then bounced off the completely helpless Congolo to just finish it all off and 
the game was done at that point, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, game set in match, so I was just like, oh, it's just hit us, just got in, right? Can we just get off this pitch now and go home? I think it'll be one of those spots. Yeah. When Sane came on, he he like provided an extra spark to that City attack. Well, of course, he always topped draw Sane. He was just probably um, tiring legs still because I don't think City will be a full fitness yet starting this season so they'll probably still need quite a few yeah. of rotation here and there and I just think bringing Sani on and Huddersfield were all already getting battered to be honest it was just finishing yeah. them off pretty much but in total City had 32 shots yeah. as we said before they had about 75% possession and 7 million complete here passes. we go again yeah. <laughs> Yeah. City are that good. They're good. They, like, oh, they're, do- they're that, they're that <laughs> good. They are class. They're doing it again, Matt. <laughs> they're going to start it's gonna be a, it's, fair. it's going to be a full season of this again. <laughs> Liverpool, they, they might do something. Maybe United won't. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to United in a oh, bit. Oh god, United! Sorry, I'll save myself before I start ranting. <laughs> we'll get on to them shortly. We'll take a few stops before random. One of them is at Chelsea and Stamford Bridge, where yes. they hosted Arsenal and won 3 2. But it was the battle of the old rivalry under new management this time round. And there was a strange start for Ross Barkley. And I've got someone that's got some words for you, Ross Barkley. Where's he been? Oh, <laughs> He's actually got God. a start. <laughs> Still all right as well, to be fair. And I had no issue with the game watching it, watching it, um, watching it early today. Actually, match of the day. He um, looked solid, solid passing it well. He, he had the chance, if... uh, which I think, um, well, keeping it put, push it wide. To be fair, but he looked all right. If he can. Um... He's a sort of in a similar, similar situation as what Wilshire's in. As long as he can keep himself fit from this big injury that he's had, keep his head down and just play football, he could be in contention for that England team again. Yeah, um, obviously he's getting ahead of Lord Loftus in his team as well. He wasn't named on the bench, weirdly. Don't mm. get that. He, he, he put him Kvasic, to be fair, he put Kvasic in on the bench ahead, but it's just weird that he's putting with Barkley. Yeah. Fair play but, to him, though. If, he, if he's earned in that place to start and he's knuckling well, down, then crack on. But Barkley would have had a full pre-season, so he's probably more yes. match fit. It's probably what he's going with. But yeah. just like he was saying before, new battle with, um, sorry, old rivalry under new management. Who do you think got the better deal so far, Sarri or um, Unai Emery? <laughs> Definitely who, who Sarri. Yeah, yeah. I know. Thing is, though, I think, like I said um, last week, I think Arsenal still need a couple of transfer windows to be fully yeah. up. Chelsea have got the plays. It's just getting them to be consistent. I think, I think it's more relaxed. Because I think Conte would have ruled with an iron fist sort of approach. I just think Sarri might have gone in there. It's just taking a bit of pressure off them. I think they might be enjoying playing the game a bit more. And I think it's starting to show. That's, I think that's kind of that's, probably what it is with this Chelsea team. That's exactly what they needed, you know. I was literally about to say they needed someone to come in and say, look, we've had it hard, but we need to just relax, go out there and enjoy what we're playing. To be fair, you know why they're so relaxed? 
Sarri thinking that much of tobacco and that. He's just mellows the whole team out, isn't it? Oh, it's, oh, it's brilliant, isn't it, really? It's brilliant. Chewing cigarettes on the side of the pitch because he's not allowed to smoke in UK grounds. It's brilliant. Oh, I bet he hates that. <laughs> we, I suppose we best talk about the actual game. Yeah, I'm probably now. Um, <laughs> um, noticeably early on, Jorginho... Playing a pass through to tear Arsenal apart and allowed Alonso on that left hand side to get the ball through, playing Pedro for him to just slot it home to open the scoring in just about 10 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was just slightly under, but Jorginho looks like a good, great sign for them. Alonso looked really good in this game, yeah. I thought, left hand side. It was a lot of times where he was getting up and down this that flank and whipping the ball in and track, tracking back. Alonso looked good and Pedro did. For me, Alonso is one of Chelsea's most consistent Oh, 100%. Players. 100% agree with you on that. He's probably one of the unseen. Like, I know he was getting quite a bit of recognition last season, especially with the amount of assists he was getting for Morata, but especially in the start when Morata was yeah. scoring. But um, he's probably one of the unsung heroes of that team because everyone, if you, go, if you if you name Chelsea players, you instantly think of Hazard, Kante. You would have said Cotois, but now he's gone, obviously. Yeah. But people like that... You wouldn't really think Marcus Alonso, yeah. but he's extremely solid for that Chelsea team, and he's easily be one of the first names you put on that team sheet. Easily, yeah, of course he will. Yeah, he hasn't really got any competition, has it? Left hand side, uh, not that I can think off the top of my head. Like I, I couldn't even name anyone that they've got as a backup left back. You could probably put Aspilla quite out anywhere because he can play anywhere across yeah. the back line to be truthful. He's versatile, isn't he? But um. <laughs> Jorginho does that pass, but then youngster, Gwendozi, sees it and he's like, you know what, I can do that. And he does the exact same thing, plays a defender splitting pass into Bellerin, who then plays it square to Aubameyang, who just smashes it over the bar. Within seconds, Chelsea get it to Morata and goes up the other end and scores. You know how I thought you were going to start that off by saying, like, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> but you didn't, so you ruined it. Um, Gwen Doozy looks decent, by the way. I, I'm really liking I this like kid. Him. Like, I really am. He's really such an unknown quantity in this league. Yeah. And he's re- like, like we were saying last week, he doesn't seem to have much fear or any fear. He just mm. seems to be passing the ball about. He seems really confident. And I think he's going to be an absolute asset for this Arsenal team. But yeah. But it obviously didn't end up that well this play because obviously a Bangyang is well that miss is bad. Yeah, it is it's it's bad for a Bamiyang especially. But the he, thing sorry. the thing I like about this Gwendozi, Gwendozi, whatever we're calling him, I can't remember. Gwendozi um is that he's passionate and give him a couple of years and he could be a vital player, like you're saying, in this Arsenal team, absolutely vital. Because when he does play that ball down and it gets cut across to Aubameyang, who blazes it over the bar, yeah, he jumps, he like pounds the ground and he's on the ground punching it because of his, his passion towards winning. Like... That's, that's one what of those, Arsenal lacked. I was going to say, it's one of those things that Arsenal have lacked. It's like just yeah. um, character. The character on this pitch and he's showing it, taking responsibility, and obviously yeah. disappointed at the miss, which a bang young should have buried. Yeah, go and do so. I think he's going to be top draw. For me, though, that miss just shows that you've got to take your chances, or it is going to cost you. It's, it's like a well known, well known thing to say. 
But if you do not take your chances, it will come back and bite you, and it literally bit them instantly. To be fair, I was just going to give Bangyang slight defence. I think Bellerin plays it slightly behind him, so he has to lean back just to be able to get it. So obviously, if you're leaning back, the ball's always going to go up and over. Yeah. Just to give him a slight get out, but he should still be better. <laughs> but yeah, hold hold on to that, Bamiyang. <laughs> um, but thank Christ, Mikatarian smashed it over the bar. He certainly made up. <laughs> he certainly made up for it with a finish to get Arsenal back into the game. Um, he didn't really have a good game last week, did he, Mikatarian? He looked lost. Yeah. Um. But this week is certainly made up for it by getting the goal and the assist for um, a Wobby's goal as well when he fired it across the box. But yeah, Mkhitaryan took this goal really well, and we know the quality player is. He did show it in glimpses at United. He definitely showed it in a lot of glimpses at Dortmund. He's a really, really, yeah. really good player, Mkhitaryan. He just needs runner games and a settled team, and I think he'll give Arsenal a really good attacking edge to that team. Just needs a bit of consistency mm. and. A consistent team around him as well. Yes. He just rely on other players no. as well. So, yeah, I, li- I like that they swapped um, swapped it so that Awobi was the one receiving the ball in <laughs> for, on the edge of the box this time, and not right. Yeah. You've had your chance. Get out. You, get out. <laughs> you, you whip it in next time, and yeah, won't it? <laughs> but sorry. Will have been chewing the hell out of them cigarettes at halftime after Chelsea lost that two-goal lead. He will have been going mental because the space that they were allowing Arsenal was ridiculous as they were they were building their uh, attack back. Funny you were saying regarding the um, chewing cigarettes. Apparently, he said in the um, post-match um, uh, conference. Is that the right word? Post-match interview, we'll go with that, anywho. That, um, he said for the last 15 minutes, he rather would have been outside smoking than watching this match. So, <laughs> Says a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, Hazard, oh. <laughs> with great feet to beat his man, albeit it wasn't too difficult to beat about, uh, Lacazette, sorry, because mm. he... He's not the best at winning the ball back, is he? Like he's not a defender. Let's just leave it at that. Exactly. Uh, and then he played the ball into Alonso, who finished off the game. But yeah, has a great feat. It's just synonymous with him. It's what you expect. He's just class. Yeah. He's just you don't class. expect anything less. No, nope, he's awesome. Lacazette like, like just made it look better because he couldn't be bothered putting a foot in. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God, has a Lacazette's just that bad at defending. Yeah. <laughs> A question I've got for you, though. Go on, then. We sort of touched on it just before we started speaking about the game, but are we seeing signs of improvement from either side? Obviously, Arsenal haven't picked up any points, but they've played City and Chelsea. This game, they did look a damn sight better than they did against City. Um, Maybe it's just that gelling stage, pre-match fitness and stuff like that, like the World Cup, etc., etc., um, but are we seeing any sort of improvement in this Arsenal side? Um, like I said, either side. Chelsea, definitely. Arsenal, they've had a very hard start. I think um, they've got West Ham next week, I think it is. I'm pretty sure they've got West Ham next. Yes. That'll, yes. Be a, that'll, that'll show where Arsenal really are. Because I think Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. are a better team than Arsenal. City are definitely a better team than Arsenal. 
But I think you'll get a real understanding at what point Arsenal need to improve the improve where well improve where they're at on the pitch, improve, improve how the way they play. I should say to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, and um, Gary Neville said it quite well for Arsenal. He said it it needs to be about a three year project, and he said this season what they need to aim to do is qualify for Europa League and try and steady the ship at that well, level, and then when they've done that, try and win it next season, do as best as they can, and push further. So maybe win go go for the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup as well as the Europa League if they can push to that. Then the season after, that's when they want to start breaking into that top four to try and really cement themselves as a top club again. Kind of what I was saying regarding, like I said, it's not going to be a quick fix. It's like they need transfer yeah. windows. They need to build on this team, and they do. <clears throat> they still do. The players yeah. they have brought in, Rich Steiner, 34 years old, he's just going to be an extra head in there. Leno, goalkeeper, he's probably going to replace Czech next season maybe, or later this season, depending if... Check to us to be truthful. Uh, Terrera yeah. has probably been their best signing, um, best sign so far. He's only been really done sub appearances. So and Guendouzi. Oh yeah, Guendouzi as well. Yeah. So cheap value for money with Guendouzi. <laughs> like, I, like I said, if he keeps going like this, he's going to be top draw. I think they found a real diamond in the rough here. Mm. And. Uh... Moving on from Chelsea and Arsenal, we'll go to Leicester City Wolves, which you picked as your game to highlight for this week. And Leicester came out 2-0 victors. Uh, Wolves did start strong, though, and funnily enough, they had the Foxes rattled Hmm. um, with the the chances that they had. The main one that springs to mind is Moutinho hitting the bar. Which was really unfortunate. And a striker. Oh, what's the striker called? Number nine. It's like Raul. Raul Jimenez. Jimenez. Sorry, that's his name. He hit the post as well. Yeah. I thought Wolves were going to yeah. walk this game to start with. Wolves were battering Leicester. I was like, then it the is, goal, is, the own goal like, came completely yeah. up against the run of play. Completely against the run of play. Yeah. And that that's where Wolves started to deflate. Yeah. And, and Leicester started pushing. But to me, Wolves need to sort that because they're going to go 1-0 down, 2-0 down in games a lot of times this season because they've got a lot of new players and there's a lot of development for that team to be successful. Um, And if they're going to go 1-0 down, 2-0 down, whatever it is, they need to be able to bounce back from it. I'm not saying they didn't do it in this game because they had moments and chances and they were really unlucky, to be fair. Um despite the Madison goal, which was a cracking finish from him. Uh, but Wolves Wolves really need to work on being able to bounce back and not let it hit them so hard. Um, I think it's still a case of Wolves to settle into the team they've got. They have brought an awful lot of players in this pre-season. I, just, I think the fact that Wolves are so dominant at the start of this game and Leicester, and Leicester somehow scored past them would have hit them quite as like... What do we need to do yeah. in this game? Because obviously the Martinho chance, the other chance, just like they'd have been doubting themselves at that point potentially. Then Leicester to then score past him was like, oh god. Then obviously Madison, good finish, did take a slight deflection. I don't know if, if it was Connor Cody, I can't remember who took a nick off, but took it definitely past Rui Patricio. Yeah, then it was just. It, it was a, it was a cracking on goal though, really, wasn't it? Oh, it is ra- <laughs> the finish on it. <laughs> to be fair, this was because of um, 
cross came and Connor Cody flicks it, and I don't think um, Doherty. You play for Sheffield United, guys. Doherty, he just seems to rattle him straight in the face, and great header. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is a brilliant header. Um, but Jamie Vardy, he's not so much having a party, is he? Uh, getting himself a red card. Um, I would ask you, should it be a red card? But I'm hoping you might agree with me on this when I say the aggression and the intent from him was far too obvious and it was done with that sort of frustration element to it as well. Um, so it was a straight red. Don't me, understand definitely. why he was so frustrated at this point. Like, obviously, they were winning 2-0. Obviously, he's tried to skip a couple of plays and he's lost the ball. He's fumbled it, to be fair, but they rolled out. Then he unnecessarily just throws himself into this tackle. He's, he's lost his head at this point. I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe because he didn't have so much involvement in this yeah, game. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. But no, definitely, definitely. That that tends to get a player frustrated than uh, the most things. It's either that or losing a game really badly and you've got literally zero involvement yes. or zero impact. But like you said, they were winning the game. There was no need for him to even yeah. be like that. But I think it's his it's his striker mentality of. I'm not playing well unless yeah, I score well, a goal. A lot of strikers will probably base a game on themselves that if if I haven't scored, I've pretty much failed, like sort of thing, which I can kind of understand to yeah. and relate to. Yeah. It's just, I just think it's just going a bit OTT at this point. Definitely so. Uh, Wolves did start stringing through chances together when the red card had happened, but it was just becoming more and more clear that it just wasn't really their day. Um, they they were just getting really unfortunate. Schmeichel were pulling off some brilliant saves to deny them. There was some good defending as well from all the Leicester yeah. defence, to be fair. Um, there was even that shaky moment from uh, Chewell when Schmeichel came out for it, didn't hear him, and ended up having to take it around Schmeichel to then boot yeah, it out of play. That, that <laughs> obviously wasn't a great moment for them. It was just a... A lack of communication between the two, but let's get away with it. So, yeah. Um, similar sort of question to what I said about Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, how do both of these sides look now? For me, Leicester look brilliant, and Wolves just sort of like Fulham are looking good going forward and holding on to the ball, which is a good thing for a, a newly promoted Premier League side. Um. It's just getting that first win, that that like the win to help them kick start the season. I feel like that's what both of those sides need. Well, like I said, regarding uh, Leicester after the United game, I thought Leicester were really unfortunate and they looked really good, and it just showed. And it, yeah, it's surprising me that Cobb Puel's getting linked. Like, well, not getting linked. I should say there's been a lot of talk that he might be losing his job, which I don't understand to be truthful. It's a bit bizarre. Yeah. He's, he's not done bad was when he first got there. It was a bit iffy, but now he's got his he's got his team. He knows where he's at. The Maris thing is done and gone, and, that, and now they can just. Look and I think forward. they've done. I think they've done quite well in this transfer window. I think Johnny Evans is a great sign. Obviously, you know my thoughts on Madison. Yeah, like, I think they'll be all right. Oh yeah. Well, got himself a goal as well. I Absolutely, think. and I Wolves think are strong. Yeah, Leicester are strong, and Wolves. Um, They'll click. It's just new, new to the Premiership, new players. They'll be fine. Like yeah. I said, they do look decent going forward. I know it didn't show that the fact they didn't score in this game, and 
the Wolves will click, and the Wolves will be definitely fine for this season. Yeah, um, they will. Um, I suppose best fly through the rest of the Premier League results. Why not? Uh, we'll start with Spurs. Okay. Spurs and Fulham. Spurs won three one, but everyone is still trying to do the Delhi Alley celebration, um, and they need to stop it and appreciate Trippier's free kick and Harry Kane actually scoring a goal in August. He's done it. He's broke the curse. <laughs> and just to throw in there as well, Lucas with such a brilliant curling effort into the top left corner. Brilliant yeah, stuff. Yeah, great goal by Lucas Mora. Trippier, who knew he was this good at free kicks? Who knew? Yeah, exactly. Never seen that before. And Harry Kane's, and Harry Kane's finish was a really good place to finish into the bottom corner. Yeah, such a uh, typical striker's finish. Had, not Neil Efridge. He's a goalkeeper. That's Cardiff's goalkeeper. <laughs> get rid of that um, but yeah keep her any chance exactly really good finish um, Cardiff Newcastle despite going down to 10 men Newcastle were the better side and Cardiff managed only one shot on goal in 12 attempts so one shot on target in 12 whereas Newcastle managed 6 from a total of 12 taken Rafa He's certainly going to see this as points lost, but I think Warnock has a lot of work to do in training yeah. this week. Um, <laughs> there was there was a red card as yeah. well. <laughs> this, obviously, Newcastle going down to 10 men, like I just said. It was late. <laughs> it was high. It was from behind. The studs were up. If there is ever a more deserved red card than this, <laughs> why? Why did he even think about the I guy was ahead of him? He was like, he was behind the player. How is he ever going to win the ball like that? I've... It's Isaac Hayden that yeah. got the red card, just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> but he's still young, but he's not young enough to not know basic knowledge of football. You don't tackle from behind, especially high and studs showing that's like three no-nos in attack and all combined and into about one. 15 seconds late <laughs> oh yeah that as well four <laughs> no-nos in a tackle literally everything that you could do wrong in a tackle is probably in that tackle summed up in this tackle yeah exactly uh there was an interesting clash with jacob and josh murphy the twin brothers facing off yeah interesting i think that's the first time ever in premiership that's happened i think so yeah I can't think of any others. Of Obviously, there's been brothers, but not like Fabio twins. and uh, Raphael. They were oh, great shout! Actually, they were twin brothers. Same team though. They weren't facing off oh, against true. each other. True. So, but yeah, um, so points lost for Newcastle. I'd I'd agree with that. I I think Newcastle should have gone there on the expectancy to win. Yeah. Um, Warnock was really happy after the match well happy that the, there was a point to be truthful he said there was great spirit within the fans team Yeah, did show a bit of spirit to them holding a nil-nil he yeah. seemed okay really happy but they need more need a lot more they do if they're going to survive in this Premier League and if Warnock's going to keep his job by Christmas they're going to need a lot more yeah. um, West Ham against Bournemouth <laughs> West Ham. West Ham. Um, it still doesn't seem to be happening for the Hammers, who will certainly see this as a disappointing result. Absolutely. But take nothing away from Bournemouth because they were brilliant. 
Oh, Callum Wilson, he's going to be end up getting an England. Well, he's already had one England cap. He's going to yeah. end up getting back in this squad because obviously that's two goals in two games now, and his goal was class, pure brilliance. That little run skipped through by three, 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 four players. You see Mark Noble trying to catch him. He can. It's just oh, yeah. great goal, brilliant really goal by Callum Wilson. Um, the the good thing about Bournemouth, like I said about Wolves, um, Bournemouth went one nil down. And they had that resilience to push back yeah. and keep going, and they, as it shows, they won two one. Like it, going one nil down doesn't necessarily mean you've lost this game. You've got no, to keep going, not. same mentality, and press. And they did that, and they got the win. And Pretty they, sure they fully deserved. Was it not Bournemouth last season who got the most points from being behind? I'm sure, it was Bournemouth. Yes, I think Man United yeah. was second, if I remember rightly. But Bournemouth were definitely number one in that. It just shows. Yeah, exactly. definitely, definitely a team that don't give up. Yeah. And that's like a key thing to have in the Premier League. And I'd go as far as saying as that's probably why they're still in the Premier League because they've got that resilience and that determination. To oh just yeah, going. Considering I think it was definitely over, they got at least fifteen points from being behind in positions. It's definitely it's definitely what kept them yeah. up last season. It's crazy, isn't it? Definitely crazy from the longest serving Premier League manager, uh, <laughs> um, Everton. Played Southampton and won two one. Everton are looking brilliant, and their opening goal was worked brilliantly as well. What a way it was for Walcott to score against his boyhood club. That was a great set piece, by the way. It was. That was really just like England. Though. Yeah, it was. Just it like was fair. <laughs> but um, Raheem Sterling didn't just head it to the head it at the goalkeeper. But um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good play. This really good play. Yeah, it was. Um, Richarlison at it again for the Toffees. Shock. Uh, Danny Ings as well. He looked good. Hopefully he'll do well for Southampton this season. Got himself his goal. Uh, yeah, um, Charlie Austin had a chance earlier in the game as well. So Southampton potentially might feel a bit unlucky in this game. But Danny Ings looked decent, to be fair. Decent. Yeah. Hopefully he can kick on and uh, have a good season for Southampton. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And then Burnley played Watford and lost 3 1. Mm. Europa League playoffs may be Burnley's downfall this season with the amount of games they'll be playing. This is already their sixth game this season, and it took just seven minutes for the scores to be 1 1. <laughs> Cracking opening 10 minutes for the game, wasn't it, really? Oh, just a bad, um, just a bit, I should say. Definitely lively at Turf Moor. Yeah, uh, Troy Deeney said last week that people thought, um, in the words of Troy Deeney, obviously, people thought that we were going to fall flat since we lost Richardson, but we are feeling better than ever. Ever, um, it'd be interesting to see how Watford do under their new manager when uh, they become appointed in January after uh, Garcia gets a sack, because that seems to be Watford's <laughs> tradition. Um, Watford looked all right here. To be fair, they're definitely not missing Richardson. The um, mm. goal from Will Hughes was a really good goal. Yes. Um, Troy Deeney's goal was good. To be fair, Burnley just yeah. switched off and Deeney's finished. He took up the outside of his right foot and yeah, no chance. Looked really, really good. good Considering that we weren't too big on them at the start of the season before the first game. And they've got players like Pereira. And Pereira. People like that. Will Hughes <laughs> is stepping up. I think it would be all right. I'm glad I didn't put them in the bottom three. Oh God! <laughs> I think I yeah, did. Sure you did. <laughs> I said it. 
But it's hey, too early for this talk anyways. But all, all I'm saying is Garcia is going to be gone by January. <laughs> Up steps Big Sam. <laughs> He's going to Cardiff, probably. I don't know, to be fair. I think he'll end up at Man United if Mourinho keeps going on the way. (laughs) Um, Brighton obviously beat Man United 3-2 in probably the stun of the season so far, who, along with travelling down to the seaside to play Brighton, appear to have left their mentality with the buckets and spades at the beach. Oh, I'm pretty sure Mourinho's going to want a spade to bury his head in the sand at this rate because that was just pff, abysmal. Think... Take nothing away from Brighton because Brighton went for it and they looked brilliant, but Man United, Jesus. Well, talking of him wanting a spade to bury his head, I think a lot of Man United fans want to put a spade in the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, United were bad. Like, yeah. United look really bad place at the moment. Like, you could say, so there's only so many times you could say it's a one-off. Mm-hmm. United look bad here. Look, Lindelof, Baye, my God, no, Terrible. no, no, Terrible. no. Like Pogba's not doesn't isn't right. Everyone knows there's something wrong with Pogba, and Mourinho, yeah. and I think it'll be Mourinho that goes. I generally think, it, and I think next week might be an audition for a certain manager to take over at Man United. Which is when they who? play Tottenham. Uh, when they play Tottenham, Pochettino. I think Pochettino is the perfect man to take over Mourinho because you put. I think what United need is a manager that's actually quite warm to it. Warm to the Premier to League. No, no, to the players. Nice oh, guy. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Put his arm around players and like, like you know how much he like talks about protects Deli Ali. Mourinho doesn't protect players. He hangs them out to dry and hopes that the yeah. fact that he's, he, he, they've been ridiculed. Might try and step it up so that he doesn't ridicule them next week. It doesn't work like that. No, prima donna United team stop working. Exactly. They can United are going to end up nowhere this season. They're going to be struggled to get top four. I didn't easily put them in my top four. <laughs> I did, <laughs> but they're going to get Pochettino in, so they'll they'll end up being second. But um, yeah, United like the United have gone. They need to get rid of Mourinho. Yeah, I generally think time is because it's just negative, negative, negative. He's always blaming everyone but himself. He's blaming the players. It's just no, needs to go. United are going to end up doing now. I'd I'd love it if they were doing a an all or nothing for Man United this season. I'd absolutely love it. I just just want to see inside that dressing room for ten minutes. (laughs) What Pogba and me is having tiffs and. <laughs> by you not knowing what's going on whatsoever because against Leicester he did all right, all decent. By yeah. it's just a bit miles worlds apart between these two do games. Know, do you know one thing that I love what? best performing that United team that game, Luke Shaw, brilliant, good. He needs to get back in that England <laughs> team. Yeah, but it's he just does. it's not right. Like going back to um. On about Pep Guardiola and the whole David Silva thing. I know it's it's slightly more serious situation than the Martial issue with United. Yes. But yes, the difference. You can understand you can understand why Martial did what he did. He just had a kid, what do you expect? It's just Yeah. So cold like different the different ways that the both like is such an interesting way to see how both managers dealt with it. You've got Pep Guardiola who's saying go. 
we'll be fine. Like, go be with your well, family. Mourinho did. Mourinho obviously did let him go, but the issue was that Mourinho said you need to come back on this day. He fined him, and he didn't he come fined. back. Yeah, no, fine two weeks' wages. He got fined one hundred eighty thousand pounds. From the, I remember that the figures right. So he was allowed to miss pre-season, like the tour of of yeah. USA, but he was expected to come back on the first day of training. But if that was City and Guardiola in charge, I don't think that he would have been fine. I think if Guardiola told him to be back on this day, I don't know, Guardiola might have been fine with it, to be truthful. He might not have been bothered. He might have said, take as much the, time as you way... need. Family's more important than football. Yeah. And Mourinho's just gone about it. To way. me, the way Guardiola would have seen it is... If I keep him, his head's not going to be in it. He, I'm not going to get the best out of yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And he needs to go, be with his family, and when he feels ready, come back. That's how yeah, Mourinho should have dealt with that situation. Just been like, look, go go be, be with your family. Go be see the birth of your child, etc. Spend a bit of time with them. Come back when you feel ready, and then we'll kickstart this season. And then Marshall would have been like, you know what? He's got faith in me. He, he knows that I need this time away. And then he's still willing to give me a chance when I come back. And then that's when players want to play for the manager because they're getting treated with the respect that they need. And it's just but, the, the context is just completely different for both managers. It's, it's just the thing, though, like the, the way United's played. If United steamrolled Brighton, no one would be talking about this whole Martial stuff, like bits and pieces like that. They were thinking that Mourinho is a good manager. He made the right decision, but the fact that United are just playing so bad, yeah. rubbish, really, is. all these little things just getting picked up. It's like the fact: why didn't the board allow Mourinho to sign the place that he wanted to in summer? It's like I think the board is starting to lose faith in him. It's like I just think Mourinho's style is getting outdated. At the yeah. everyone like. If you look at City and Liverpool, you play an all-out attack. I don't think that'll. I don't think that sort of football will win them Champions League because I think you need to be able to play a different system when against the tough, like a hard team. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Liverpool and City are comfortable at doing that. They'll probably move around. They'll probably both get the Champions League final this season. But <laughs> but the way United play isn't like that. I just think it's dated, and it, I just think it is. They just need a complete revamp. That team, definitely. So, uh, Monday night football saw Crystal Palace host Liverpool, who came out two 0 winners. Uh, Mohamed Salah turned into a ballet dancer when he won himself a penalty that Milner converted, mm-hmm. and Mane broke against uh, Crystal Palace and slotted it home for the for the winner two nil. Um, um, any comments about Zaha this week? Do you look alright? Play well. <laughs> Anything you uh, think about? <laughs> I just want Roy Hodgson to get sacked and Moyes to step in. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Palace did get a red card, but it's that fresh in my mind. I can't even remember how or why. Uh, last man, Salah ran through. Oh yeah, Bam- was it, it Bamba it, took him out? It was some guy. I can't remember his name. Too truthful right now. <laughs> it was a player, Crystal Palace player. It wasn't Zaha. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, it was, it was uh, definitely a red card. Yeah, definitely so. Um, we shall drop down into the championship where West Brom are doing brilliantly against the deflated QPR side who battered them 7 1, mm. albeit 
about four of these goals were completely, all seven were completely gifted. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, the first two were deflected. Yeah. The second two, uh, two of others were penalties. Yeah. Um, a couple of them were nicely worked, but my God, QPR. Uh, QPR rubbish, mate. Yeah. I think they're going down. <laughs> yeah, I can't see past that, to be fair. I don't think it was a case of West Brom being that good. I think it was the fact that QPR were that bad. Summed it up. That's all you need. Much. Uh, League One at so Portsmouth play Oxford. Oxford don't look like they're doing too brilliantly this season. And Portsmouth just steamrolled over them 4-1. Yeah, Pompey... Um... Pompey will just look decent here, to be fair. Oxford didn't look much cop. Yeah. So Portsmouth keep like yeah. I had Portsmouth to go by the playoffs. I just think this sort of performance will just I think they'll be around there still. Yeah. Um I like Lowe's Lowe's yeah. goal. Lowe's. Low. Um his second goal was that bending effort into left hand yeah, side. It was good hit. finish. Good good hit. Good hit indeed. Uh, and then League Two, Swindon played Tranmere, and Tranmere, bizarrely enough, went two 0 up, and did look like they had control of the game. They were doing really well, and then Harris got himself a red card for a stupid t- again, like frustration yeah, by the looks of it. Lost his head by the looks of it. Yeah, wow. and got got himself a red card, and literally two minutes later, Adebayo goes and gets a goal for yep. Swindon, and then. It finishes 2-1 at half-time. Second half, Swindon come out, bag another two, game done. Uh, Richards and Romanski finish it up at the county ground. That's where Swindon play, sure it is, county ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's all the football that we've got for you. But we need a game of the week, please. There's two tasty ones to pick from. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go a tasty game. Oof. It's going to have to be Cardiff-Newcastle. Nil-nil. That's a good one. <laughs> that red card. That red card. Chelsea-Arsenal. 3-2. Chelsea-Arsenal. I thought you might have gone City or even West Brom. Yeah. I, was oh. thinking, I, liked it. I think it was, just, it was a closer game rather than someone getting battered. Fair enough. Well, I like someone getting battered. And that was uh, Man United, so I'm going to go with Brighton against Man United as my game of the week. Oh, um, God. And the one to watch from you, please. Arsenal versus West Ham. How do you think it's going to finish up? Arsenal. Score? 3 1. 3 1. 3 1. I'm going Huddersfield for that battle of the. That's a basement battle, that. Yeah, that bottom place finish. Both these teams are, are the favourites to finish bottom, essentially. And I think Cardiff might nick a 1 0. I think Huddersfield will win this. Cardiff are at home. Mm. I think. Huddersfield are away. <laughs> <laughs> Just stating the obvious. They both. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm feeling a Cardiff 1 0 win. I'm feeling Huddersfield 1 0 win. Fair enough. Yeah. Just go against me then. Whatever. I have. I have. Um, I suppose we best talk about his little giveaway that we're doing. Why the not? <laughs> Ooh, I thought we need a bleep then. <laughs> Did it 
<laughs> um, so earlier in the week, we posted out on the social interwebs for you all <laughs> that we are going to be giving away a copy of FIFA 19 on any platform you like. Just the one copy, though. Not not one for each platform. Just the one copy. Um, <laughs> and it is so simple of how you can enter yourself to win it. So simple. All you've got to do is make sure you're following us on either Twitter, Facebook, or anything, Instagram even. Just something that we can contact you on. Right? And then what you want to do is you want to head over to iTunes or Podbean, or some, something that you're listening to this podcast on, right? Your podcast provider. Yes, your podcast provider. And leave us a review. Be as honest as you like. If you think we're terrible, then put it. That's perfectly fine. We just want your opinions. If you think I make too many Carl United references, then do one. Please put that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... On your review, please, please, I can't stress this enough, make sure that you put your name or your Twitter handle or your whatever it is that you're following us on so that we can contact you. Because if we cannot contact you, you cannot win the prize. And I'll keep FIFA. <laughs> and Matt will keep FIFA. It's a big prize, this. This is probably the biggest one we've done. Um, there's going to be a few more coming out towards... Uh, Throughout this season, should I say? Should be. Um, so make sure you're following us on the interwebs. You can get us on Twitter by following us at Footy Foundry. Yes, you can follow us on Facebook, the Football Foundry. Yes, indeed. And please be sure to give our partners, the Beautiful Game Network, some love by following them on Twitter at the BGN FM. Yes, and our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf at... RoughneckScarves.com There you go. So, yeah, make sure you drop us a review and follow us on any platform you like, and we will pick a winner. It's going to be at random, so when you put your review in, your name will go into a hat, and we will pick out a name at random, and then we will contact you to let you know you have won, and it also we will announce it on the episode as well. Yarp. Yes. You have until Monday the 24th of September, which is conveniently my birthday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have until then to get your reviews in. Make sure you're following us. And yeah, get yourself a free <laughs> copy of FIFA 19. Like, what, what more could you ask for to get yourself a free copy of a game everyone loves as a absolutely, football fan? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you go. I suppose we'd best say goodbye now, haven't we? Yeah, probably help. Means we can go home. Well, not go home. I'm already home. We do this from our home. <laughs> Means I can go to bed or whatever else I want to do. But yes. Just just say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone, and get them reviews in. <laughs>
This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.